This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All right, all right. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Can't complain, my brother. Can't complain at all. Uh, just uh, seeing uh, what the world is doing. Uh, we got uh, the Canes tonight at Vatek. By the way, I love the Canes today. Plus two and a half. Uh, how is Vatek favored by two and a half? When Miami, like I, I was looking at, they're six and ten in the ACC. Miami's thirteen and four. Yeah, I I just think it's one of those things where that Miami just doesn't get a lot of respect from uh, from Vegas or anywhere else. Nobody really, I think, believes in them, even though they're twenty two and five and having a great year. It's the weirdest thing, dude. Yeah. I, and they and they play well on the road too. So I'm like, I get it. Vatek's got a decent home record, but. I kind of like Miami in this one. I'm taking I'm taking them in the money line. They're plus 120 and I'm taking them today plus two and a half uh on the uh on the line overall, man. I I'm, I'm on the Kane side on this one, dude, man. I like it. All right. Uh walk us through, bro. What's the latest with the two assistant coaches they still need to hire? Well, I mean, obviously it's been a, it's been several weeks now and uh you'd imagine that they'd be somewhere closer uh to getting it done. Uh last night I was hearing maybe that there was some some issues with a buyout uh regarding Tim Harris Jr. at UCF. Uh you know, Tim Harris of course uh has really strong Miami ties. I mentioned him to you uh last Friday as a as a guy potentially as a running backs coach. Um so that might be what's delaying it. I know uh Telly Lockett's uh people put out a statement uh, yesterday, I think, saying that uh, he's staying at Marshall. I don't know that Telly was ever really offered the job uh, as running backs coach, but I certainly think that, uh, you know, Mario's talked to a lot of people, and, and it's what he likes to do. We've told you guys many, many times there will be a lot of guys oh, he has that, conversations with. The thing with. is, they got it confused that Mario's on the telly. <laughs> right, that's, that's what, what it was. That's what telly, it was. people yeah. all over, not, not really hiring Telly. That's kind of what it is. You know, that's 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 Correct. I think Mario is, is uh, you know, I think the running back job, you know, at, at one point I thought maybe Jim Mastro, who was with him at Oregon, would be a guy uh, that, that would probably be getting it. But obviously he's gone through uh, the interview process with several others. I don't know if Mastro, who's at Oregon, uh, will eventually come over here and join him in some other capacity. Uh, but, you know, those were the names I heard for running back. And then receiver, you know, Kevin Beard was a name that people threw out there, uh, obviously, with his ties to Miami. Uh, you know, Reggie Wayne, Leonard Hank. I, I, still, I still remember Florida was the one game that he played mm-hmm. in his career. Kevin Beard had that one game. It might have been even a half that he right. was, like, freaking dominant in that half. It was the Gators, right? Wasn't it that game? Mm-hmm. Yes. For Kevin Beard, was. am I right or am I wrong on that? I believe, was, I believe right? you're accurate. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't he didn't have a stellar career at Miami, but he was solid. He was a solid, uh, solid guy. He wasn't as good as Leonard Hankerson or Reggie no, Wayne no, 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 or no. anything but like that. That, but... that day, that yes. day he was at Reed, bro. <laughs> like it's, that they, day he, he was showed up that stuff. day. They needed they, they needed him. That day he was Michael Irving. That day he was <laughs> Bernard Clark, you know, uh, Tiger Clark in the Orange Bowl game. You know, Tiger, that day yeah. he was a freaking star, bro. That was 
That I, I give him credit. That day he he stepped up big time. Yeah. So you know, Mario. Uh, I know spring football starts March fourth. Miami fans are antsy. One of the coaches getting in. Yada yada yada. Uh, you got the coordinators in, so the kids have the playbooks. They're studying what they need to study. Uh, and and uh, you know, again, w- one thing I'll tell Miami fans always is, spring football. Yes, it's an important time um to implement your system and get and get you know a, a sort of accustomed to the new coaches but there's gonna be so many kids that always have surgery after the season that we you know you'll we'll show up the first day of practice and we're all gonna tweet out no oh, such and such kid wasn't out here or such and such kid was in wasn't participating and, and we're gonna find out you know from mario how many guys ended up having surgery and all those kind of things and so yeah, spring football is important but the reality is it's what the guys put in over the summertime and whether or not they're ready to roll week one Prentice Noland, what can you tell me about Prentice with the shades? <laughs> well, first of all, his middle name really is Air. It's on his birth certificate. Um, he is a uh, solid four-star commitment, uh, four-star quarterback recruit, rather not a commitment. He's uncommitted. But uh, parents Jordan, parents Jordan fans or something. His is that his, what it is? his his dad was a uh, just a, a really good basketball player in in Georgia. Uh, years ago when I was when you and I were probably still in high school and uh, he just dressed up like Michael Jordan. He had the calf sleeve. He uh, was skinny like Jordan, had the bald head. So everybody everybody called him uh, Air, uh, Air Jordan. And so dad said, all right, one of my six or seven kids, I'm going to name him. I think it's seven kids, rather. I'm going to name him, uh, give him the middle name Air. And so uh, he called him Prentice. Air and and that's his nickname. Anyway, really good quarterback. Uh, one of several that Miami is looking at. Uh, he, you know, most people thought he was going to be coming here on Junior Day, which is March fourth, the first the start of camp. But he's actually going to be coming on his own on March twenty third to kind of have his own one on one time with the coaching staff and everybody else. He's a high priority. pocket or pocket or mobile passer. Uh, well, he's he he runs track. He's super fast, but the kid is coach to stay in the pocket he only ran for 156 yards and six touchdowns last season so uh left-hander where's number one just like Tua studies Tua studies uh Steve Young Tom Brady uh his coach I don't know if this name will ring a bell for you because I don't know how much middle Tennessee state football you, you watched back in the day but his coach is Andrico Hines who was a quarterback at middle Tennessee for two years a, ju- uh, a juco kid out of Georgia uh who ended up putting up some good numbers at middle Tennessee for a couple of years and, and uh, played a little bit of pro ball, not NFL, but you know, lower levels, Canadian and uh, arena and all that other kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, good coach. He, he works with a bunch of guys at the Cam Newton foundation and he, you know, and, and so this kid air uh, you know, one of several quarterbacks that Miami's taking a strong look at and, you know, he's going to visit Clemson on March 11th. He's going to Ohio state on, um, on the 31st, March 31st. He's going to, you know, Texas A&M, uh, is looking uh, is looking at him, even though they already have a quarterback commitment. Arkansas, where Dan Enos is, he he likes Dan Enos because he coached Tua. Uh, so you know he's he's uh, he's a prospect to watch, and and I featured him today for the Athletic. Yeah, I saw that. That's why that's why I asked, yeah. and since mm-hmm. I saw it, I had to check to make sure that Miami was on the list there. Cause oh, absolutely. Sure. He he was he was in there. He he, he talked a, a little bit about Shannon Dawson and and uh, you know he really likes him. Uh, Shannon was recruiting him to Houston before, and uh, you know he got his first. This kid got his first offer in the eighth grade uh, from UCF's uh, new offensive coordinator Darren Hinshaw, who was at Kentucky. So 
He's been on the radar. He's been a varsity starting quarterback since his freshman year. Uh, 55 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, that's hard to do. <laughs> Only four picks, threw for over 4,000 yards, 73% completion percentage, and he throws the ball deep. He's, he's got a gun. He told me yesterday he throws it about 70. Uh, he tested his arm out last week, threw it about 78 yards downfield. So uh, that's that's a pretty good arm. Okay. All right. What else uh, on the recruiting side should we know, Canes-wise? Anything else brewing? Well, I mean, I think we could see some commitments start to pick up here in, in the weeks ahead. Right now, Miami only has a kicker uh, committed as part of the 2024 class. But, you know, Mario wants these kids to come in uh, on junior day. He wants to see them up close. He wants to see, uh, you know, how how in love with Miami they really are, how much of a part of, of the program do they really want to be. So they're taking their time. Um, but, you know, there's there's big plans for this class. They want to follow it up. They know that they had a – a, uh, a top, you know, 10 ranked recruiting class. But the only way you really make change in terms of your level of talent is by stacking classes on top of one another. So this is very important for him to follow it up, to get an elite quarterback in this class. You got to get one every single class, especially with the transfer portal nowadays. You never know who's going to take off and why. And uh, and so, um, you know, obviously the transfer portal remains uh, a priority as well. Looking for some immediate wide receiver help. Um, I think, uh, you know, Gary Bryant Jr., uh, a kid from USC that they that they really like is, is remains on, on their radar as a guy that they want to take. Uh, I think they want to add another receiver on top of that. So after spring football, we'll see some more. But as far as the 2024 class, guys like Aaron Oland, um, you know, there's there's a lot of them here in South Florida. Jeremiah Smith, who's the number uh, one ranked receiver in the country. Uh, Josiah Trader, who, who plays with him at Hollywood Chama. Those guys are all top priorities for him. And, uh, you know, I, I think if those guys are ready to commit at any point, they would take commitments from elite players. Um, it's the lower tier guys, you know, the the, the other ones that are unranked. I, I saw a list of, of, of names. Uh, I've got a list of names of guys that I know that they really like. Uh, and so those guys will be making their way their way through here once spring practice gets going. And we'll see if, if they, you know, decide to commit. Did you say change? Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Okay. Want to make sure. All right. Uh, what are you working on on the athletics so folks can check you out and subscribe and catch all your exceptional work covering college football and the Canes, of course? Yeah. Uh, well, look, there's there's always a lot of offseason projects. I, I love the team that I work with over there. We're doing a kind of a fun series, which if, if you know, every power five team, there's going to be 69 of them this year because you've got UCF and Houston and BYU and um who's the other one that's joining the big 12 there's four of them this year i'm forgetting one of them uh cincinnati cincinnati Cincinnati, houston ucf and byu those are the four new quote-unquote power five teams because they'll be joining the big 12 this year uh while texas and oklahoma are still there so it's going to be a really big conference this year the big 12 and and adding byu yeah byu's uh, a big pickup so 69 power five teams we're doing sort of a fun project where uh you know we're we're coming up with recruiting pitches for each school you know what would it be and why what and and then we're ranking where we think the recruiting potential is you know i i know in our minds we always think okay clemson uh, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, those are the, the, the four best programs. But who could anybody really creep in on that group? Right. Um, you know, and, and from a recruiting perspective, how dangerous is somebody like Deion Sanders? You know, what what's the potential for his 2024 uh, recruiting class? Uh, we we kind of ranked all 69 
uh, power five programs. And, uh, you know, Miami's I, I put Miami in my top uh, 12. Uh, I know other we, we, it's like eight other reporters for the athletic who were in on this project. So that'll be coming out sometime soon. Hopefully uh, we're working on that. There's there's, you know, just a ton of off season stuff. Uh, you know, spring footballs around the corner. I got some future stories that I've had interviews I've saved from the last few months. And I said, all right, I'm going to sit down and write this story at some point. So little by little, it's coming together. And, there, and there's always plenty to read at the athletic during the offseason. There is no off season at the athletic. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't any off season on our show either. So yes, that's right. So <laughs> if we work, you work too. Damn it. Okay. That's right. That's, that's the way right. That's the way it works. It works. <laughs> All right. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. And you just heard the man. That's why you got to subscribe to the Athletic so you keep up with everything. Follow him on Twitter. You can also follow any breaking news coming out of the Canes or college football. Manny, as always, appreciate you. We'll catch up on Friday, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro. Don't forget, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. They've got anything and everything with the Canes logo on it, man. Go see Brett. Go see Jeff. Go see all the great people out there. I think we'll be broadcasting out there in about two weeks when I come back from the uh, Combine. Uh, maybe we'll be out there uh, maybe on a Friday. We might be out there, actually, since we got five Fridays in this month. So we might be doing a little Friday action over there at Canesware. All right. Uh, that is your Canesware Miami Hurricanes report. This podcast replay is brought to you by Canesware.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Canesware.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All righty. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. How you doing, What's happening, baby? brother? How much, man? On a... On a slow-ass Friday, because, boy, I'm sitting there going, there's nothing really going on in UM's world right now. <laughs> it's like, it is so slow right now. It, really, basketball is like the only thing going on that we really, like, there's there's no new news. I was trying to see if there's anything when mm -hmm. I was prepping this morning, and I don't find, like, any new recruiting news. Uh, the, yeah. coach, the coaching news, uh, what do we have left? Yeah, I mean, you need to fill the uh, the receivers coach. Right, because uh, Harris position. got Harris is the running backs coach. They finalized right. that, so all you need is a receivers coach. And mm -hmm. you know, you're going to depress me and tell me they're not getting Brian Hartline. So you know. <laughs> well, I can't listen. I I can't talk about uh, some news that'll be coming out at twelve o'clock. It's non football news, but uh, there will be some news re relating to Miami coming around coming out around noon. So that that'll that'll pick up the discussion. But yeah, I can, literally can you, cannot. Can you tell, is it coming from Coral Gables, or no. is it coming from Life Wallet? Uh, it's coming from somewhere outside of those areas. So. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. So we have to wait till twelve o'clock. Now, are you breaking this news? Uh, somebody, uh, somebody I work with is, so there'll, there'll be news coming a little bit later today. Okay. That's all I can say. I okay. can't get into it any more than that. Uh, I am, you know, made aware of it yesterday. So we so. should have, we should have rescheduled this segment for noon. <laughs> well, it's non-football. Remember I told you that. So, uh, non-football. Okay. Stadium related. I, I can't, I literally, I'm just telling you, you said there's nothing going on. I'm saying at 12 o'clock today, you'll have something going on. 
Well, there so. you go, Canes fans. Something's going down on noon, baby. They're bringing back the Orange Bowl. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna build it on top of the the current stadium. That's what they're doing. They're they're uh, they're gonna bring it back. So bring back the magic. The fifty eight. Uh, they're gonna get rid of the five game losing streak and put the fifty eight game winning streak back on the on the field. That's what they're gonna do. That's what I like to hear. All right, all right, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I saw Mario was on with Joe, but there was really nothing earth shattering said there either. You know. A lot of stuff I've been telling you for weeks and months, right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of injuries, guys sitting out for spring football because of injury, surgeries, all those kind of things. Everything about the coordinators, what he likes about them, we've we've discussed. I'm on top of it, oh. I, mean, I know, you know, I know, I know. I, 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 I keep you guys abreast. I know. I, I, <laughs> I heard the interview with Joe, and it was like, okay, it was, you know, nothing, you know, uh, about that. I mean, the only talk was the whole uh, Van Dyke Notre Dame stuff. And you know, whatever uh, was that? Was there really? Was there any legs to that? About him potentially going to Notre Dame? I I don't I don't think Notre Dame was interested in him in that way. No. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, what what they were interested in making him a receiver like Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I look. I, I think as far as Van Dyke is concerned, you know, his his shoulder injury. What he what he went through at the end of last season, being banged up, um, and. Um, just the struggles that he had really, I don't think Mario blames it at all on him whatsoever. I don't think the coaching staff necessarily lost any faith in him. It was more about, Hey, we couldn't protect this guy and he didn't have receivers. So, and, and your offensive coordinator didn't help you out. Okay. Correct. Correct. And, and, and really all Mario did today was come out and say what he'd been holding in for a long time about the coaching staff, right? He, he the things he said uh, today were, were all reflective of what, many of us have been reporting and saying for, for a while that he wasn't pleased with the, the effort on the recruiting trail with some of those guys, uh, that, uh, you know, some of the guys just weren't fits with, with, uh, what he wanted to do in terms of personality. And again, you know, you, he said, he, he said he studied from afar what he needed to do, but you can study from afar. You don't know what you're stepping into until you step inside and start dealing with those personalities from a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, until you see, uh, those forces at work working together, you're not going to know what works and what doesn't. You can think, you think you can have an idea, you can guess. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is, until the bullets start flying and you're in the heat of the situation, uh, you you don't know what you've got. You've got to just hope that it that it works out. And unfortunately, it didn't work out in your one. Hey, listen, a lot of people tell you don't get into business with friends, right? Okay, right. right away we're friends, we hang out, we have beers, this that. But then when you get into business, it becomes a whole different thing. And then it's a different kind of relationship. And then you start learning about different things about the person because you never had to go into business with them. You know what I mean? I have to count on you to pay the bills or make this sale or do that. It's different than, hey, bro, can you get me a beer? Hey, you want to go with me to a show? Hey, you know, you, you, you want to help me in the barbecue? Like, you know, bullshit stuff that you do as friends, that's nothing. Then when it gets to business, it gets all shady. And then sometimes it ruins your relationship, the mm -hmm. fact that you got into business. So that, it's the same thing. You, you, they, they could be great coaches. And, you know, last year there were a lot of names on this staff. But in the end, it did not work out. The chemistry wasn't there. And so that's what you have to do as a head coach, CEO, general manager, whatever position you hold of authority, 
you got to take that 30,000 view look and say, what works, what doesn't work? Okay, we got to make these kind of changes. And, you know, if you're not willing to make those tough decisions, then you're going to be stuck in the same hellhole every year. And he wasn't willing to do that. He made the decisions. He, and I, I, I commend him because he makes them with a crap ton of patience, bro. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and I think the one thing you can't say about him is that he isn't thoughtful in this process. And I think the one perspective that he has now that he didn't have before he got here is he knows the players. He knows he really knows the players and their personalities. You can think you know coaches, you can think you know players, but again, Great point. Until, until you go through it, he didn't have that experience. He didn't know what the players were like right. here. Yeah. Um, you can see the talent, you can see what they do on film, but that doesn't tell you the chemistry and everything else. And now he's got that perspective, and now he can – he can hire the right kind of coaches for those players. And I give him credit for basically acquiescing in a lot of ways to what he has, because as we've seen in the past with other head coaches here, Al Golden, for instance, uh, you, you stay stubborn and it doesn't get you anywhere. Mark Richt, you know, everybody was talking about his son as an off, you know, a quarterback's coach wasn't a good fit. Uh, stayed with him the whole time he was here. Offense went south. Um, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, right? That's why I mentioned uh, Al Golden earlier. I mean, that's the perfect example. Um, so, you know, you have to adapt. And, and the good thing for Mario is he's got some money to spend. Some previous coaches obviously didn't have the same budget to work with where you could fire guys, pay the, you know, pay them off. Uh, think about some other coaches that might have been fired after a year or two if you didn't have buyouts, right? And Miami wasn't uh, pinching pennies back then. Uh, now you got the budget to make the kind of moves that you need to make. So that's an advantage that he has, and that's, that's a good thing for Miami. Manny, have you heard what the players plan to do on their own in the offseason? Because, you know, we always had that uh, all those uh, those stories of players working on their own and former players coming back to help those younger players and things like that. And since Mario is a guy that, you know, holds tradition and values tradition, is any of that kind of tradition coming back? Can it come back? Does the NCAA allow it? Talk to us about that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, former players always come back. We've Every summer we've had this uh, Paradise, well, it was called Paradise Camp. Now it's whatever it's called now. I forget what they renamed yeah, it. Yeah, but outside of that, come on, man. I'm talking about well, like, the but real I, I'm deal. During the summertime, like outside of Paradise Camp, you'll have former players come back in the summertime and come into the building and they'll talk to guys and they'll work out with guys. And there, and there are relationships between some former players, the guys who I would say – really love the program and really are around it, not just to pop by once for Paradise Camp. The guys that live in the city or come back to the city often um, will come back and they'll have some some level of relationship. But, you know, oh, I, that the, whole, the old days of hearkening to, hey, the former players, that's a great story. People enjoy it. It's a soft, heartwarming story. Hey, the guys love it. I, I just want to see these new players take some ownership, right? I want to see what, those That's why guys. I ask. Yeah. That, I, I think those guys, I, I don't want to hear any more about the, you know, former players having to motivate them. Like, I think Mario, what he's trying to do is, is recruit the guys that come out here and are, and are self-motivated, that don't need somebody to come around and tap them on the shoulder and say everything's going to be fine. And, you know, I think he's got some guys in the locker room that do that. The problem is a lot of them are freshmen. A lot of them are the guys he's handpicked to be a part of this recruiting class this year. So uh, it, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, to make that adjustment in terms of chemistry and locker room. Um, but he's got a few guys that I think lead by example. Um, you know, Cam Kitchens, I think, is, is a good example of that. Uh, you know, good young man. I was told the story earlier this week 
uh, talking to Malik Rozier, the former quarterback. He's put together this this sort of uh, you know NIL group where they were going to film a commercial and 13 players, I think, were supposed to show up. Only two of them did, and one of them was Cam Kitchens. And, you know, it's one of those things that shows you, like, the kid's responsible, right? He, he sticks to his word, to his commitment, and I think that's, that's what you need more of, right? You need more guys that stick through and do everything. I saw him at seven-on-seven seven events this year, uh, him and Xavier Restrepo coaching up uh, you know, high school players here locally, building relationships with those guys. There needs to be more of that type of ownership across the board. I think from this roster, when we see that, I think that's when you'll start to see a real change. Um, any, any, anything, because um, I haven't been on the, on the campus in a while, are they already in the process of expanding the practice facility that it was 80 yards and get it back to where it's supposed to be and all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've already started some work, um, but the, the big project, which is the new, you know, $150 million to $300 million uh, football facility, I don't know that they've necessarily broken ground on that. I was on campus a couple of weeks ago. I went to go speak to Michelle Kaufman's uh, journalism class. I've done that for 17 years now, going to talk to former students. And uh, I walked around a bit, talked to some of the players that were there. Uh, some of the people that were on campus, I didn't see any new construction per se, uh, but the but that's all in the works. Uh, and I think, you know, city of Coral Gables, bro, a lot of permits, a lot of red tape and, and then the money raising, uh, you know, the fundraising that has to be done to get all that stuff done. I know from talking to, uh, you know, people in the administration there that, you know, this is all going to happen. They're they're you know, they, they've invested this. They're going to invest this amount of money to upgrade everything there to make it top notch so that in three or four years, uh, it Miami is basically like everybody else in the country with with the best of the best facilities. Did you have a beer at the Rat Skeller? I did not. I try not okay. to go and drink on campus uh, with, with students. Uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, I, I did. Uh, I did walk around. I did see uh, a lot of familiar faces and people uh, that I hadn't seen since the end of the football season, and talked to them. And it was a good experience. Uh, anytime you're on campus at Miami, it's a beautiful place. It, it, for, for all the old school people who haven't been there in years, you go there and it's like, what, what is this place? It, it doesn't even look familiar no, with all the new buildings right. and everything else. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, they've added they've added quite a bit. Did you play any pinball games or air hockey over at the Ratskeller? <laughs> Space Invaders. Yeah, no, none of that for no? me, brother. None no? of that for me. I, I I ran into a few players in the parking lot. They were getting in their cars. Uh, talked to a few of them on the way out, and they were talking to me about uh, the new defensive coordinator and the defense and uh, what they think of it. And I think there's a lot of excitement. You know, I think. A lot of these guys want to play in a Manny Diaz type system. That's what they were recruited to come play and be aggressive. And uh, I think that the scheme that they were playing last year uh, with Kevin Steele, some of those guys uh, felt out of place. I think they feel like a more aggressive style, more pressure-based system is going to bring out the best in them and there'll be better results. But again, to me, a lot of this is the Jerry's and the Joe's, brother. They got to get some good players in there, guys that can actually get the job done and play effectively and, and not give up big plays and, and all those kind of things. So we talked about that when I was on campus. Uh, give me a, a guess on the receivers coach. Uh, you know, it seems like Leonard Hankerson might be taking this seriously. So, uh, you know, I thought at first maybe this is this was just about, you know, him wanting to come back and talk to Mario and see, you know, the NFL 
uh, coaches. I don't know what an NFL wide receiver coach's salary is nowadays. So you, you'd probably be better to tell me what, what an assistant coach gets paid. But I would imagine being one of 10 college coaches versus maybe what? How many pro coaches are there? 20, 30 on, on some staffs? Yeah. Being being one of 10 would pro, would probably get you a bigger payday. And I think Mario wants to make a splash in terms of a former guy who has NFL experience, a former Miami guy. I think Hankerson. Good um, dude. Good dude good, also. Good dude. Super hard worker. One of those uh, overachievers, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, right? man. He, he When he got to Washington, he played better than I even thought he would at the NFL level. You are right about that. It's kind of like K.J. Osborne. Like, he was solid here, and he was good, but, God, he, he went to the NFL, and he's had some pretty good days there, man, you know? Yeah. I think just another example of guys that – uh, maybe didn't get enough, right? You didn't get enough out of them in college at, at Miami. They weren't maybe in the right system or the right setup. And, and you know, here's a guy who has gone on right into coaching pretty much at the end of his career. He's been around the game now for a while, and I think he could be a valuable asset. So I think it'll be him or Kevin Beard potentially uh, who we discussed uh, on Tuesday. I think it'll probably be one of those two guys. But, you know, we'll see when Mario decides to announce it and, and when all that kind of stuff goes down. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work there at The Athletic. Of course, subscribe and support Manny and all the exceptional writers there at The Athletic. Manny, as always, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. All right, brother. Take care. Have a great weekend. There you go. Manny Navarro and our Canes wear Miami Hurricanes report.